hi, 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 and welcome back to That's Gross Unless You're Into It, the podcast that is not afraid to talk about how we should all be talking more about weird shit. I'm your host, Miss Kay Chalice, and today we're going to be talking about something very close to my heart, because today is International Day to End Violence Against Sex Workers! Woo! Not very cheery, but I figure we'll keep it kind of appropriate and talk about how to talk to sex workers if you plan on seeing one in the future. I've actually had an influx of listeners contacting me for custom videos lately, which is fucking awesome, and I'm completely chuffed about it. But I've noticed that there's a theme of timidness and not really knowing how to approach someone who offers sexual services. I've been lucky that every person who's contacted me has been nothing but sweet, but just in case, I'm going to do us all a favor and give a bit of a rundown on kind of the basic etiquette of the rainbow that is paid sex services. But before we dive into everything, overall, the one thing that you really need to know is, surprise, sex workers are people doing a job, just like a server at a restaurant or a banker or a waiter or a mechanic. Uh, we're human beings that provide a service for your money. Super unique, right? If you wouldn't say something out loud to a server delivering your food at a restaurant, chances are it's a pretty safe bet that you shouldn't say it, especially without context, to a sex worker. We might be taking off our clothes and showing off our buttholes for money, and your ego might tell you that means that we're down to fuck and horny and craving your balls all the time, but it's not, and we literally don't care about your dick. That is the actual theme of today's episode. I think that should be the title of today's episode. That seems even better. Gonna do that making a note. One of the most common ways that people pay for sex work is easily via dance clubs or strip joints. Uh, people don't even think of stripping as being sex work, but it totally is because you're taking off your clothes for money. There's tons of different kinds of strip clubs, and it varies from country to country, kind of state to state within the U.S. There's topless clubs, there's go-go bars where there's absolutely no nudity or anything, and there's full nude clubs in some areas. They all have their own set of rules, but they all kind of follow the same general principles. The number one of which, you guessed it, Keep your hands to your damn self. There's a reason why these clubs have bouncers, and any one of them that's worth its weight in the titties that it has inside it will utilize that brute force if necessary. Don't let it scare you off, because the only people that should have any fear towards those bouncers are the people with bad intentions and something to hide. If you're getting a lap dance or a private dance in the champagne room, if the club offers it, God, don't touch your dancer. You get all googly-eyed and stupid and maybe your hand slips or something, or you touch them without even meaning to. Too bad. More than likely, she's going to remove your hand. Usually, it's just a reminder that you do not want the alternative. But, in fact, you should be lucky if she doesn't stop the dance then and there. It is fully within her right and... Uh, yeah, you definitely don't want the bouncer coming in there, so it's best just to keep your hands to yourself. This is not only for female dancers, too. This goes for male dancers and male sex workers in general. I'm actually kind of baffled by the concept that, yeah, for the most part, it's a known fact that you don't touch the dancers at, like, a female strip club. But at, like, bachelorette parties and things like that or women-aimed strip clubs, 
seem to think that that rule doesn't apply to them. The number of bachelorette parties where male strippers come and a lot of women think it's appropriate to just like smack them on the ass or touch their junk or, you know, run their hands over their body. No! Absolutely fucking not. Not unless they give you explicit permission to do that. It's st- They might be men, but the rule is not different from women just because they're men. Feminism. Male sex workers are totally in the right to their bodily autonomy, just like any female sex worker. So please stop touching the pretty boys. And for that matter, don't be the daft cunt that shows up to the club with no money. Like, I got to talk to a longtime acquaintance of mine and my woman crush every fucking day, all the time. His name is Phelan, and she has been dancing for ages and is just astoundingly, jaw-droppingly talented and intelligent and beautiful. And the number one thing that she brought up was these dudes showing up to the club expecting some kind of special treatment when they have no money just because they showed up. Some clubs pay their dancers, but a good majority of them expect the dancers to pay for their stage time. And generally, most dancers work for tips. So similar to servers again, when you walk into the club, bring money with you. It may just look like tits and ass and dancing, but your bills are what pay the bills. And with that being said, if you're going to the club and you're not like in any place to be spending a ton of cash, which is the case for a lot of people, I think, don't sit near the stage. I'm going to say it again. Don't sit near the stage. Hand claps involved. Take you a comfy seat at a table or at the bar. If you are sitting near the stage, you are going to be expected to tip. Even if you're only there to see one specific dancer or you have a, like, a particular favorite, it's only proper that you tip at least a dollar to every dancer that comes on that stage. They are working there, even if they're not your favorite. Once you have a favorite or if there's someone who just really attracts your attention right off the bat, tip more. Tip often, especially if you want their personal attention. When you tip, they'll instruct you on where to put it. Some dancers want you to put it in their panties, some want it in their stockings if they're wearing it, and a lot of dancers just want you to put it on the stage because, again, they don't want you fucking touching them with your grubby-ass hands. However, if you really love a particular dancer... Don't get it twisted. She may give you plenty of time because you continue to throw tips at her, which is wonderful. And you're an amazing patron for that. I'm sure she adores you. Most dancers will gladly give you a few moments of their personal time between dances to chat if you're willing to pay. Because again, sex workers aren't interested in your dick. Regardless of what appendage you actually have or have lack thereof, they're not interested in it. I'll just, I'm just going to keep referring to it as your dick because that's the most intrusive body part I can possibly think of in any case. She doesn't want to be your girlfriend. She won't come to your house to do a private dance unless you book properly or go through the right channels if that's an option. She isn't on a date with you and more than likely your money is what is keeping you interesting to her. Don't take that personally. It sounds really cold and really harsh, but don't take it personally. It doesn't mean you're dull or ugly or shitty but you're a client. If every dancer put their emotions and their heart out for every Tom, Dick, and John who walked in, they would be hollow shells of people. Respect the boundaries set by the rules of the club and the people who work inside it. There may be naked bodies that you're paying to see and very super hot, jiggly, awesome pole dancing naked bodies, but that does not make them your naked bodies, so just remember that. I'm giving you a pointy finger. 
but onwards to the strippers of the internet who apparently reside at the Hall of Justice. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Internet Titties. If you're going into a cam show, start out like you're talking to someone who you know in real life. Just be polite. This goes for all sex services, but I'm making an emphasis here unless your kink is specifically being blocked by naked women. I wouldn't put it past somebody. Use the name that she has chosen to give. Whether you know her in real life or whether she's brand new to you, use her name. Even if you don't like it, I think that's so absurd, but it happens. If she says her name is Sadie Sin, call her Sadie Sin. You wouldn't introduce yourself to someone going on a blind date and they say their name and you go, oh, that's fucking stupid. Can I see your titties now? No. And you would probably get slapped in the face. Use her name. Don't call her baby. Don't call her baby girl or doll or sweetheart. This isn't pretty woman. You'll get her attention with acknowledgement of her boundaries and some mutual respect. With that mutual respect comes work, though. And I say work so loosely, but all y'all are so lazy sometimes when it comes to dealing with professional hoes that I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. God, read her bio. This goes for not just cam sites and things like that, but it goes for dating profiles, FetLife, dominatrix websites, anything. Basically any internet medium for getting to know people. Their bio, if they filled it all out, will give you a lot of upfront details that you need to know or that they specifically want you to know so that you can start a conversation that isn't just boring as fuck. By all means, like most camp girls have no problem being told how beautiful, sexy, and tantalizing they are. Because they are! But when it's the only topic of conversation, it can get stale. If you see in her bio that she likes ballet, ask what her favorite ballet is. If she likes dirt bike racing, ask if she has her own. One of the best conversations I've ever had were fucking weirdos who came through my chat and were like, Hi miss, what's your favorite dinosaur? It's the Mosasaurus, by the way. Or how do you, my, one of my other best ones was somebody just rolled in like, how do you feel about capitalism? And it was one of the best conversations. Somebody tipped me a shitload of money because I ended up talking to them about the problems of capitalism, which seems really ironic given, given the place in which that conversation was taking place. But look, I know you're on a campsite because your dick is hard, you want to get your rocks off, but I am here to stomp on them with my feminist heels and present the idea that respecting and knowing someone as a person can make looking at their naked body even more rewarding for everyone involved. Especially when you're so much more likely to get a private show when and you're a good person with good manners and you tip well. <laughs> like strippers, you're going to get way more bees with honey. Boobs with honey. Boobs. Boobs. Honey boobs. Anyway, if you decide that you want to be a cunt because that's your shitty fetish and negging people gets you off because you know that girls will talk shit to you, uh, first of all, I hope you shoot your load in your eye. And if you've never had cum in your eye, it is not great. And secondly, most cam girls will be happy to talk to you in private chat and humiliate the absolute pest out of you. Possibly literally, if that's your thing. But Ironically, in order to be treated badly, you need to be treated nice, tip well, and just ask outright. That's what we are there for, is to provide these services, but we're not going to do it if you're being a twat. Otherwise, you're not getting it in any way. Also, that's enjoyable and consensual on both sides, which makes you an absolute wad, and I hope you get cum in both eyes. <laughs> if you're a particularly demanding person, with maybe more niche fetishes or fantasies that you want to see on camera, 
again, be prepared to tip and tip what you feel the show is worth. It speaks volumes when you're able to show the cam girl how much you are valuing their time and their body. Cam girls are made out to be these like money hungry bimbos and almost every single one of them are super money savvy and intelligent. There's this trope of like showing off tits, showing off tits and stripping to pay for student loans or to pay through college. And that came along for a reason. So like that really pretty wet cunt went to Yale and could spot your dumbass from across the room. So bottom line, don't be demanding unless you're willing to pay. Don't be relentless. And most importantly, again, she doesn't care about your dick. Don't offer to let her see you wank off like it's some kind of prize. Like it's tacky and stupid and actually super boring. And your sad little prick won't pay our electric bills. Okay? Last but certainly not least, meeting sex workers in person. Dun, dun, dun. This can be escorts, prostitutes, or <clears throat> dust my shoulders off professional dominatrixes. I got a message actually in the Anon inbox last week from one asking how to find a dom because that was a fantasy of theirs. So this little segment I hope is going to be kind of a twofer and if you're listening, person who asked that question, hopefully this will answer that question for you as well. The number one thing about meeting sex workers is safety and confidentiality, obviously. Safety for you because you're going to hand over what is inevitably a lot of money and safety for the sex worker because, unfortunately, a lot of our jobs aren't legal yet, depending on where you are. Particularly in the case of, like, escorts and prostitutes, and while a lot of us pay taxes, file as our own organization or LLC, well, like, we can't call the police if something happens or if a session goes wrong or if we aren't properly paid for our services. Like, I know that whole bit is a total downer, but it's a really serious issue, and it's one that does come up, so you want to make sure to avoid that and it's a massive test of trust between both parties. If you're soliciting a prostitute, be kind, be respectful. Again, they are just doing their job. And make sure you bring your own forms of protection. Honestly, you should be doing that on any date that you go on, period, whether they are a prostitute escort or not. Bring condoms. Bring dental dams. Be prepared for yourself and the person you want to be with, because that also shows a great deal of respect and planning. Now, the fun part. As for meeting dominatrixes, it seems super silly, but the best way to find a dom in your area is literally just Google the almighty Google. Dominatrixes in blah blah blah. There will almost always be results with websites of several doms in your area, hopefully, offering their services. Not only that, but their websites contain basically all the info that they really want you to know. Most doms are super upfront about what their expectations are, what their rates are, and what they will and won't do. So make sure you read the entire website back to front before you go ahead with contacting or booking. If the person you're looking to contact doesn't have the answers to the questions you're asking, go ahead and contact them. But realize, particularly with doms, time is money. Make yourself brief, be respectful. And again, call them by their professional name. Start your emails with hello, miss, or hello, mistress. Hello, domina, hello, ma'am. There is a, are an array of names that you can use, and they always have a preferred one. Make sure that your question's brief and not something that is already answered on the website. It's the most annoying thing in the world. I feel like that's also like a whole thing on FetLife is people not reading your info and then trying to contact you for a bunch of bullshit. One small detail that tends to differentiate doms from escorts and prostitution. 
doms are not going to fuck you. In fact, the vast majority of dominatrixes won't even be completely nude around you. Doms are there to play out your fetishes and fantasies without actual sex involvement. If you look on any Dom's website, there's almost always a place that says that no sexual activity will take place and that you understand that. That means, no, she's not going to fuck you, milk you, or make you come in any fashion. There are no happy endings to this story. Nor will she allow you to touch her in any fashion like that. Domination, especially in a dungeony sense, is not about you paying for sex. It's about you paying for the expertise of someone knowing your kink and being able to play that out with you. But, like, don't get me wrong, there are some doms who will offer happy endings, I'm sure, but it's exceptionally rare. And that's mostly for, like, legal and health reasons. I've only met one dom in my entire life who has allowed her pets to get themselves off after a session. But they were to be out of sight and in a separate part of the dungeon entirely. Just like, if you come to see me, even for online domination, I'm not going to watch you jerk off over Skype. I am there to tease you and fuck with your head. I, most of the time, won't even get naked for you over the internet. The prospect of watching you jerk off because it does something for me is completely laugh-worthy. I live with two partners. I arguably have almost too much dick to deal with as it is. So regardless of if you have an actual dick or not, don't expect to go see a dominatrix and have her get you off at any point during the session. You can take that right back home and come into a tissue like the rest of the plebs. If you're asking if they're willing to perform something like, I don't know, corporal punishment, if you want to do a corporal punishment scene, and it's explicitly not listed in their hard limits for services, most likely they're prepared and ready to do that for you. If you're really not sure, book an introductory appointment, if that's an option. A lot of doms will offer kind of a get-to-know-you appointment in a public place like a cafe or a bar to see if you guys click and to see if they are the right fit for what you need and if you will be a good pet or slave for them. But realize straight up, that's not going to be free either. Time is money, darlings. Many of the skilled dominatrixes in my area uh, charge anywhere from 50 to $150 just for getting coffee and having a conversation for half an hour. So make sure you're upfront about what it is that you want without going into explicits. God, don't email doms with your junk in your hand because you're just going to be an idiot who gets screenshotted for laughs later in an eye roll. Like, a lot of the ones that I end up getting never actually book any online sessions with me. I just end up getting a whole bunch of random bullshit where a dude clearly had his cock in his hand and is saying, hello, miss, I want to book a session with you. And you tie me down and gag me with your dripping wet panties and you make me scream and stomp on my disgusting little prick. And it's so not enticing. Like, we can totally do this. We can make this happen, but save it for the session. What I really want to hear is like, hello, miss, I'm interested in booking a CBT session with you. And we can go from there. It's a whole nother story. The details come later. Things to look for. Many dominatrixes will ask for like verification. Uh, sometimes that you've worked with other doms and can be verified as like a safe, sane and trustworthy person. But if you've never been with a dom before, just be upfront about it. It's not uncommon because a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do these things. And a lot of mistresses will be happy to find a way to work that out. It varies from person to person and especially depends on the legality in your region. And of course, the, my most important point, don't you even dare try to negotiate price. 
I think more than anyone, dominatrixes are super aware that they are a commodity. But more importantly, doms know how important our time is. Going to see a dom for an hour session is more than likely, like in person, is going to run you anywhere between $200 and $700 for an hour, depending on your area. No, it doesn't matter what your kink is. No, it doesn't matter if you just want to sniff her feet. Or anything mild like that. I've had numerous guys contact me in the past asking if I can lower my per minute rate online because they just want me to. There was this one guy who all he wanted me to do was splashing, right? So stepping on food and various detrius while I take a video of my feet doing it. And when I gave him my fetish rates, he told me that I was too expensive. Too expensive when I had to go out and buy all new damn groceries just to step on them and I'm too expensive. I like I literally laughed at him and told him to come back when he was done pretending that he was special. Or the guy who gave me his life story and wanted me to pretend to be his mother in an age regression tease, which I am all for. It's amazing and it's so much fun. It can be totally therapeutic and I totally get it. But he wanted to pay $10 for a 20-minute video for $10. And I I stopped messaging him after that because clearly his mama, who I was going to pretend to be, should have slapped him way harder than I would have in person. If you're paying for a service that's taken, you you are literally paying for a service that has taken a lot of training, education, psychological understanding, and emotional labor to master. It's It can't be done by just anyone. You wouldn't ask an artist to lower price for a super amazing painting because you personally can't afford it. It's selfish and shitty. And the same can be said for the art of domination. You just don't insult the artist. Those are all the topics that we're going to cover today. I'm sure that I will probably revisit this as a subject soon, but it seemed really appropriate for today. And the end-all be-all to everything concerning soliciting any kind of sexual service is be kind, be polite, and realize that you're working with people. People that have feelings. We may not want to be your girlfriend, your 24-7 mistress, your best friend, but we will give you a lot of pleasure, comfort, and safety. So for all the things that we do, please make sure that while you are being safe for you, please help keep us safe too, because justice can often be a little bit short with us. Thank you for everyone for listening. I hope this has answered a couple of questions. If I left anything unanswered, please contact me with your questions at misskhalice at gmail.com. Or better yet, if you have some interesting experiences as a sex worker, because I know I have some sex worker friends listening on this, or as someone who has solicited a sex worker, tell me those stories too. I love a naughty story. I absolutely eat that shit up. And next week, we are going to be talking about caregivers and their littles. So, you know... Buckle up for that ride if you're not prepared. That's all for now for this week. Do weird shit, have great sex, be safe, and whenever you can, pay for your porn, and always be kind to those who provide it.